0: Welcome to the Nourished Wrap podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life.
1: Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show.
0: All right, welcome back. Episode 7 of the Nourished Wrap, Lucky 7, lucky number 7. So today's episode is a follow-on from last week's episode when we talked about um, Jess's journey in particular relating to her journey with PCOS.
1: And irregular periods. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the thing is, Jess didn't really tell the full story last week. <laughs> so
1: um, I we spoke about the conclusion with um, where my health journey is at. at at the moment and I'm currently pregnant so after all that um talk about the hormones and the irregular cycle and working on myself and Katie helping me along the way um it's had a really good
0: outcome yeah and it was pretty funny because about four months ago Jess was like I'm gonna to come to the clinic and have an like have a have an actual appointment with you just to see like what can we yeah. fine tune because I was at that point yeah. like I said um, every three
1: months getting a period so I wanted to really get you know knock it on the head again and then
0: she's like messaged me the day before <laughs> and she's like um I'm actually pregnant <laughs> so that was that was yeah. really exciting yeah also it's funny. a re- really beautiful shock yeah yeah. So, we thought it would be just so appropriate today to do a podcast on pregnancy and nutrition. Yes. Um, so, Jess, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your experience so far through your first trimester and, you know, what you've been doing from a nutrient and just yeah. self-care perspective. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, I'm um, currently probably, I'm sitting at about 19 weeks now, so nearly halfway, um, but Essentially, becoming pregnant was a huge, huge. Um, I, I want to say kick in the guts, but not in a bad way. Just that in I had in my head that oh, when I'm pregnant, I'm gonna eat so good, and so nutritionally, like I'm. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna feel glowing. But, oh, my God, mate, the first 12 (laughs) weeks, like, I was only just starting to come good now, really. And the first 12 weeks were hard. Like, I felt really nauseous all the time. All the foods that I normally uh, would eat, like, beautiful big salads, roast vegetables, you know, um, just nicely cooked proteins and meats, nut they were not in my radar at all. Every time I thought about those foods, I wanted to be sick, like... It was just really an interesting experience. So um, I guess it's good to have that first-hand experience to share as a nutritionist as well because I wanted to make the best decisions that I could, obviously, with what I was putting in my mouth. Um, But essentially, you know, what's the textbook say with eating in that first trimester?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, like, one of the things I focus on with women is encouraging them to eat more regularly just to help with that sort of blood sugar control. Um, And also, like, really, because obviously, like, you've kind of experienced, um, the carb cravings can get pretty insane. Yes. Which is, you know, you're requiring a greater amount of energy. You're growing a human being, so it's natural. Yeah, But I think also just really trying to make sure that they're still getting some protein yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. That protein
1: element is so important and as much as you may not feel like any of those types of food and you just want to go to the pie shop and get a sausage roll or something like that, uh, have, you know, making sure you're getting yeah. in that protein is ex- yeah, extremely important. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, just like it's awesome because you you know, you've got a very realistic perspective of it now yeah and like maybe you can explain to us how you found a happy medium so like you obviously had some pretty crazy cravings yeah yeah but you also knew what you should be doing so so what did you actually you know what did you do what sort of things were you eating to try to like satisfy both your cravings and you know your nutritional needs that's such a good question because that's exactly the whole time what I was doing weighing
1: up between what my body wanted and was craving and what it could actually stomach to what the textbooks were telling me or the research was saying that I need to eat. And essentially, look, to be honest, there were probably more days that I gave into the cravings than um, chose the salad or, you know, that sort of food. But I always, the cravings I had, um, I suppose, were quite carby, but I always tried to choose like a quite a whole food sauce or a homemade sauce. Yeah, cool. So, like, for instance, one day I was just really fanging for a pizza. I don't know why, but I just felt like some pizza. But down the road there's this beautiful, like, authentic Italian um, pizza shop that make quite nice um, homemade pizzas. So, you know, um, me and my partner went down and we got one and it's not something I would normally eat.
0: Did it have like actual cheese? Cause you're normally... uh, no, well,
1: this is the thing. I actually asked for no cheese because okay. I knew in my head, the dairy wouldn't sit well with me. Yeah. So I just had, so like... Jess doesn't
0: eat a lot of dairy no. just by choice, not yeah. sure I'm anything against
1: it, but it just does not sit well with That's you. That's right. Yeah. 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 And, um, so yeah, I went and I ordered the pizza. I got no cheese on it and I just, you know, I enjoyed that moment and it I, you know, as much as The textbooks would say that that's, well, you shouldn't be eating that. I actually felt better for a little bit after eating it because it was like my body was saying
0: I just needed something like that. And to be honest, like, if we look at, like, an authentic meal like that, you're still getting – it's probably made with, like, real tomato sauce. That's right. So lots of veggies. Homemade dough. Exactly. Yeah,
1: and that's why I chose that. Like, we could have ordered Domino's, but I said to – My partner Dan, no, like let's go out to this cool little place and eat that. So while, yeah, I was always making a conscious effort that whatever I gave into or chose to eat, it was the best possible version of it. And when I did feel like really nutrient-dense foods, I would definitely um, acknowledge that and go nuts where I could because I knew that it was quite rare
0: so what did that look like? What, like, what were you say packing for lunch? you know, oh, okay. And that sort so, of thing. so with um,
1: I felt I just felt like I couldn't tolerate meals. So yep. I would take for lunch like crackers with avocado and tomato. Okay, cool. So like, you know, it's still relatively nutritious, but it wasn't like my normally big salads with all you know the yep. seeds, nuts, and seeds, green leafies, and everything like that. Um, plain foods like that. I would sometimes take. Um, like a sandwich, yep. you know, just salad sandwich with some roast chicken on it. Cool, so
0: you've got your protein, you've yeah. got your veggies, yeah. you've got your
1: carbs from your bread. So I always tried to, when I, whatever I was eating, think about protein and um, the carbs as well, They were and the fats as well, although I did struggle with fats like um, them going down on my stomach while it was feeling so kind of woozy, but I always tried to focus on it at the same time i was kind enough to myself and lucky i had learned that because i have a history of that disordered eating um lucky i was in a good place to be okay with that yep you know um so my advice to other people going through that really nauseous stage is to uh first of all get educated in some way whether you see a nutritionist or uh, well, I want to say read on the internet, but um, it's a bit scary what's on the internet these days, isn't it? So I think see see some sort of professional. Yep. Maybe even a midwife yep. would know, um, a doctor. Um, but firstly, get educated. And then once you've got that education and the desire to feed yourself um, nutritious foods, feed yourself
0: and the growing baby... Uh, make the best decisions you can, with, yeah. with what you're doing with not stressing yourself out. Exactly. Yeah. So we were talking, Jess, about how you know you've really kind of eaten fairly intuitively through your pregnancy and you know you pro- do you think you're eating more now than you were before? No, no, definitely not. And there
1: is that misconception, isn't there that oh, as soon as you fall pregnant you just start eating for two. Yeah, there's a slight calorie um, increase. increase especially Re- in that first it. 12 weeks. Maybe, I think, it's about 200 calories, but that's like a, an extra a handful of nuts or something, not an extra two meals. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think that that's really important. Like, that's probably something you and I really agree on. Like, you know, I would never... And, well, we don't do this anyway, but we would never sort of say, okay, you're pregnant now, you need to make 1,800 calories a day or two thousand oh, no, calories a day. Oh, no, it's not about the
1: numbers. Yeah,
0: it's about, you know, making the best food choices you can and listening intuitively to your body. Some days you're probably going to want to eat more, yeah. just like you do in normal life. Exactly. And then other days you just you just won't, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, sort of like people who exercise a lot, you know, when they're recovering or they've done a really hard session, they're probably going to be requiring more fuel that day. Mm. So, you know, obviously, bub's going through various stages of growth spurts and that will correlate with your appetite. And I think getting that message through to pregnant women is really important as opposed to the dieting mentality.
1: Oh, huge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, you're in week 19 now, Jess, let's... Let's put our professional hats on and talk about maybe some of the key nutrients. Yeah, yep. Um, and I think you know, if you're listening to this and you are pregnant, one one of uh, probably one of the bane of my existences, to be honest, is this whole um, everyone goes and takes a pregnancy multivitamin oh, yes. from Coles and goes, yep. yeah, yep, I've got my multi, I've got my yep. multi. And as a nutritionist, we look at those labels and go, this is a load of crap. Um, there might be 30 ingredients in it. So you might think all the ingredients are t- all the, you know, all the, all the boxes are ticked, but usually the dosages of them is ridiculously low. The only recommendation that is usually met is folate. And, and which form is it? Yeah. Question mark. So, you know, I just think if, I think pregnancy is one of those times where, you know, you really want to be paying attention to the quality of what's going in 100%. your mouth. Um. So, you know, maybe that $10 multivitamin from Kohl's isn't an awesome idea. And look, there's some good off-the-shelf options out there. I've had plenty of people through my doors that say I'm taking XYZ and I'll look it up and I'll say, yep, that's fine, yeah. no problems. Yeah. And then there's others that I'll say, look, you know, to be honest, I think you should flush them down the toilet <laughs> and take this instead. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it is just building that. Oh, you know, we
1: just want to build awareness for you guys around that. You know, just instead of just picking it up and paying for it, have a look at the ingredients and and um and talk to
0: somebody who a might, professional a professional who can guide you on what yeah not your friend that said oh I took this and it was great yeah. because Yes. it might have been fine for them but it might not be appropriate for you. Um, one of the key, one of the key nutrients that comes up, um, like, really big. Okay, let's try and avoid the whole one week before giving birth having an iron transfusion, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think iron is the one I wanted to talk about first. Yeah, very important. So the requirements for iron increase by about 50% once somebody falls pregnant. Quite high, yes. Yeah. Because if you
1: think about it, you know, you're supplying blood to not only yourself but another human
0: being although it is very small there's a lot of activity going on exactly and the thing is honestly if i'm working with someone preconception i mean i'll check their ferritin stores first but quite often i'll start them on an iron supplement before they've actually fallen to start building the stores some people won't need that but others will but i think once someone is pregnant getting some extra iron in a supplemental form is quite important and you know the four milligrams in your multi is probably not going to cut it because your rdi is going to be sitting up around 28 to 30 Mm. milligrams per Mm. day for a pregnant woman Mm. so unless you're eating you know a kilo of beef per day Mm. you're probably not going to make that Mm. um and i think you know if you can, the the thing is, I always look at it as honestly. If you've got a woman who's twenty four weeks pregnant and she's massively iron deficient, her pregnancy is going to be hellish.
1: Yes, it, you will notice significant side effects, so, not only during the pregnancy but for the baby. For the baby, postnatal PND
0: yeah, depression. Yep. So the thing is, what we want to do from a nutritional perspective is. Not necessarily put someone on 18 pills, yeah. but just make sure they're covered so there is no deficit yeah. Yeah. later on in the pregnancy. Do you know
1: what, Katie? Um, I will put this link into this research paper, but it was actually t- um, studied that when you are pregnant, the quality of your diet is essential, But with these key nutrients, iron being one of them, it was actually hard to make up for in the diet, like, alone.
0: Absolutely. Mm. I mean, it's hard. Very interesting. So many women struggle with their iron levels as it is because they're bleeding every month, um, you know if they're exercising, their requirements are higher again. So, you know, you add another human in there sucking half your resources, it's obviously going to be quite challenging. So iron is definitely a key key nutrient. And please, like, honestly, like, just because you have a steak every day, that might give you six to eight milligrams of iron. That's about a third of what you need every day. Mm. So please just be mindful of these things and consider that, seeing somebody with nutritional um, uh, knowledge is, it could save you so much emotional hardship Absolutely, later on.
1: That's uh, what it's about. It's exactly. prevention. It's about preventing. Yeah,
0: because I've worked with women who have two-year-old kids and they're still recovering from their pregnancy. Uh-huh. Yeah, And most of the time it goes back to you didn't supplement. like not their fault, but they weren't, Cared for properly during their yeah, pregnancy, they yeah. they miss nutrients, yeah. and they're still paying for it. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So what else, Jess? We've got vitamin D is another vitamin key.
1: D is a huge one that I don't think is really um, spoken about enough. Yeah. Um, you know, we live in the sunshine state, but that we have we are seeing so much vitamin D deficiency, and vitamin D is critical for um, your immune system, regulating the immune system. Yeah. So you know, with bub being made you want to ensure that its immune system is in the best way possible um it is also you know for the bones as well the development of the bones yeah um yeah yeah so it's
0: interesting that we're seeing vitamin d deficiency so much lately. it is isn't interesting
1: it? yeah um, you wonder what it is like because you know we've got the sun so what is the issue actually the um the absorption of it or is it you know the actual activation of it in the, in our bodies
0: yeah, is it not absorbing through the gut? Yeah. Is it not activating on the skin? Are we, have we taken slip slop slap too far? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's interesting. But, you know, it's one of those, um, vitamin D is easy to test through the blood. And yes. it's quite often, like, another really important thing to do. Go to your GP three, you know, three, six months before you're planning on falling pregnant and say, hey, yeah. I'm trying to fall pregnant. Can you do just, you know, pre-fertility bloods yeah. for me? And yeah. things like vitamin D and iron will be checked.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you want to, um, I will say something about addressing vitamin D deficiency. I often have people come in and say, oh yeah, I, I was diagnosed vitamin D deficient. So I take, um, I take a tablet, you know, when I feel like it and I'm like, okay, one tablet is a thousand units, yeah. which will realistically probably keep your levels about where they are yes, if you take it every that's, day. That's right. Yep. If you want to address a deficiency, you need to be taking probably four to 10,000 units per day every day for four to six months continuously under the guidance yes. of a health
1: professional mm-hmm. yeah
0: and you may want to look at your synergistic nutrients in that case as well like exactly. the k2 and all that yeah but, you know again seek professional help and this is why things get messy and get missed yeah that's yeah. right yeah um Folate, obviously, goes onto that Folate's a very line.
1: big one. Yeah, obviously, cell division and things like that, um, yeah. very important. But, yeah, I think that's pretty well covered, so it's not yeah. something you guys probably already know.
0: And you'll get your folate, like, you know, you can get great levels of folate food through, through food as well, yeah. like eating those green leafy yeah. veggies. Like, you know, I guess I know... I think as women, we really have a responsibility to eat well and if you can eat well during your pregnancy and then carry that through when you've got a toddler you're going to be setting a really good example um so I don't know I I get a bit frustrated when people come in and they say I'm really fussy eater I don't like my veggies Mm. I don't like this and I don't Mm. like that and I'm like well you know what you're gonna have to suck it up and eat them because
1: (laughs) not for yourself but to model it to the child yeah, yeah. it uh, is very yeah. important monkey and see monkey do. yeah and
0: i'm sorry i'm not trying to be unsympathetic during pregnancy i'm just saying generally i think as adults if you want to look after yourself you've got to you've got to try to eat good food yeah. yeah yeah you do um it's a struggle when people come in and say they want to improve their health but they're like oh yeah i don't eat vegetables mm. and it's like well i'm sorry i don't I don't have a magic pill. Like, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. What am I going to do? Tell you to go to Maccas every day and you'll like, you'll be healthy. It's yeah. not going to work. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, another one for, yeah. for bubbies, a couple for, of other real. Key yeah. Ones. So
1: in pregnancy, the omega three is especially DHA. Yeah. So your omega three fatty acids are essential. Your body cannot make these oils. Um, But they are essential because they help with the inflammation balance in the body. They also help with uh, brain health. Brain Um, health, definitely. Yeah, but in terms of pregnancy, uh, DHA in particular is the main nutrient in the brain when it's developing, isn't it? All those connections in the brain, nervous system...
0: About yeah. 70% i think of of a, of a baby's brain is is actually dha fatty acid crazy um and that brain development happens really early Early, on. yeah it's one of the first systems to be made yeah. the nervous system and one of the things that's really interesting about when you look at development of a child in 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 the womb is that the brain starts developing and that gets linked directly to the gut it is the same yes. tissue yes So this whole gut-brain connection starts literally from, you know, four weeks old, Yeah. you know, around that time. So, you know, it's just really important. So Omega-3 is just like food. Let's talk about some food options. So they're normally um,
1: your fish, fish, deep-sea fish, um, sardines, salmon. Cod, mackerel, Tr- um, trout's trout. a good one,
0: yeah. Um, I know one thing you're really good at is like eating your sardines. I do, but do you know what? You could couldn't during yeah. Couldn't, couldn't.
1: Still can't. Damn Sucks because I love them. But this is the thing, like you have to work with what yeah, you've got. Exactly. and um, It's just, I think it's a lot of people go off seafood, to be honest. It's yeah. such a strong smell. Yeah. Um, it's just people can't yeah. stomach it. So that is why it's important to be aware of this nutrient because, one, your body doesn't make it. High sources are generally from these seafoods, you know, um, foods. And if you're not eating it and your body's not making it, you're compromised.
0: Yeah, so it's good to maybe take a supplement in that case. Um, But I would again say that fish oil quality is just... Oh, that is
1: the number one supplement I would never recommend buying from a pharmacy shelf.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, buying a generic kind of brand i mean i've seen it for like 10 bucks in coals and i'm yeah. like oh my gosh what is in that oil oh. and the thing is with omega-3 it's
1: so volatile so yes it, it goes so easily rancid that um a lot of the time the stuff on the shelf will are you actually even getting that quality of omega-3 or has it been destroyed because of the elements
0: and a lot of people we see a lot of people i see say oh i can't take fish oil it makes it gives me reflux it tastes yeah. disgusting yeah. and then they have something really pure yeah. and they're like that was awesome. Yeah, I'm like, no, loving that. Takes good, <laughs> and you yes. know, yeah. Okay, so um, another one we were talking about is you know the importance of, you know, you, you had a recent, um, like you've had some bloods recently. Yeah, we were talking about thyroid. Yeah, health.
1: so the iodine as a nutrient and yeah. linking it with thyroid health. So, um, in a recent lot of bloods, it was flagged that my thyroid was a little bit high, higher than. Um, the pregnancy range.
0: So the TSH was high, which yeah. indicates that the thyroid is... It's just like, it's working
1: a bit harder. Yeah, because which... Well, what is the thyroid? It's metabolism, you know? It's...
0: It's everything, Growth really. and development. Yeah. So it makes sense that it was working a little bit higher, yeah. uh, a little bit harder. But, um, you know, there are an increasing... Um, I guess there's increasing statistics around hypothyroidism during pregnancy which can have some pretty serious repercussions post-pregnancy Very, yeah. You know, yeah um weight gain yeah. um you know issues miscarriage miscarriage Huge. depression yeah. that sort of thing
1: yeah. and also in terms of iodine as a single nutrient and pregnancy and building the baby um if we don't have enough iodine you see higher cases of that cretinism so yeah. you know um Uh, improper brain development with iodine like this isn't spoken about like i just think
0: so yeah so jess is talking about iodine which is i think you you mentioned tyrosine the first time oh sorry yeah i meant i meant (laughs) i meant iodine so just um to simplify it um tyrosine is sort of like your starting molecule for your thyroid hormone so let's just shelf that one yeah um most people will if you're getting protein you'll get your tyrosine that's right but iodine, again, kind of, we do have a bit of an issue. We've, we've got some actual belts that are identified in Australia as severely mm. severe iodine-deficient areas. Mm. Um, and, you know, again, because people don't eat a lot of seafood generally during pregnancy, iodine, Which is where is, it comes from. Yeah, iodine can be a bit of an issue. Um, and without iodine, so you, your thyroid hormones are essentially tyrosine with iodine attached to it. So if you don't have enough iodine, right, you're not gonna have enough thyroid. That's hormone. right. Yeah. And yeah, it is again, we could probably drop some research in. It's yeah. definitely it's definitely a gland um, that you want to keep an eye on during pregnancy. Absolutely. Because it's a physically stressful time for the body. That's right. Um, but Iodine is something, again, that, like, I don't know how you feel about it, Jess, but I just strongly recommend that if you suspect you've got some thyroid issues that you actually see someone and get definitely. some guidance. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because yep. you don't
0: want to dose that one wrongly no. um, because the consequences can be quite significant. That's right, yeah. 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 So a lot of good pregnancy multis will have a little bit of iodine in there. Yeah,
1: and these other nutrients yeah. we've been speaking about. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, lots of stuff, um, you know, lots of... I mean, at the end of the day, it still comes back to those key principles. We want to, you know, we want people to be eating
1: whole foods during Absolutely, pregnancy. And, yeah. As much as you can, because I can sympath- totally sympathise yeah. how hard that can feel yeah. at times. Yeah,
0: yeah. Kind of keeping caffeine lower. Lower, yeah. yeah.
1: Alcohol, Alcohol, obviously. Out. We don't want any of that. Yeah. Um, And a movement, I think, look, in the first 12 weeks, again, I struggled with moving simply because I was feeling so sick and um, tired, but now that I'm feeling a bit better, I actually notice if I go for a walk or um, spend some time outside, I feel a lot
0: better. And that movement, I think, can be quite beneficial if you get into it habitually during pregnancy, you may avoid that kind of, you know, that swelling and kind of fluid retention that can happen in those last sort of eight weeks. Um, In saying that, I've seen some severe cases of, you know, massive swollen Mm. ankles and that. And I will say again, nutrition can really help with that. Obviously getting adequate water, maybe looking at a good electrolyte or a magnesium. It's actually quite phenomenal that you can take... A pregnant woman later in, um, you know, quite late in her trimester, final trimester, who's swollen, uncomfortable, feeling awful. Get them on a good magnesium or an electrolyte, and literally yeah. kind of, basically, yeah, significantly reduce that side effect. Yeah. Which at that point in time, I imagine, is like, oh, oh my god, so gosh. uncomfortable. Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, actually, Jess, there's one thing I want to touch on before we wrap up yeah. today, and I think you know one. I can't believe we haven't talked about this. What? Probiotics.
1: Oh, yes. The old probiotics. Well, this is a. This could nearly be a bloody podcast on its own, but look, there is so much research into the microbiome. So that inner ecosystem of bacteria yeah. being transferred to the baby. So really looking after that um, state of your gut is yeah. a crucial point in pregnancy, too.
0: I think um, one of the one of the big things I often ask people either preconception or if they are pregnant is when you were a bubby, did you have eczema or did you have asthma yeah. or did you have colic or reflux? Yes. Um, did you have any kind of skin stuff? Because to me that's a big red flag to, okay you had it, mum we're putting you on a good probiotic with the right strains yeah. because there is like masses of research that I'm not going to name strains because yeah. that's just not for this forum, yeah. that certain strains, you know, may Prevent. reduce yeah. incidences of eczema by 80% mm. and that sort of thing if they're taken, say, in the final trimester mm. of pregnancy slash during lactation. Mm. So all of this stuff is just, like, so cool, so important. Yeah. Um, again, really highlights the benefits of seeing a professional. Mm. Um, yeah, is there anything well, else you wanted to say about that, Jess? Not-
1: no, not really. I think you summed it up. I, really, the um, aim of this podcast was to just bring awareness around the key points in pregnancy that we find are often missed. Yeah. So obviously, trying to eat um, in a balanced way, variety of foods in the in the best way possible while being kind to yourself is probably the foundation of everything. The key nutrients we spoke about are just some of the ones we see that are being missed yeah. out there. Um,
0: or or. Um being being supplemented way too late when there's a deficiency yeah. already present yeah and actually changing
1: that whole perspective on pregnancy as oh, all right i'm um, gonna start prepping my body now for pregnancy care like let's think about it like just do it for life
0: kind yeah. of thing so
1: then yep. you don't have to get to that stage of deficiency and try and work yourself up when you're trying to build another human being at the same time
0: absolutely yeah Um, And, like, let's bring this back to... uh, One of the other common things I see with pregnancy is constipation.
1: Yeah. And that, look, is how much of that is actually just structural things because things are moving around. But, yeah, yeah, what's your...
0: Well, I mean, water intake. Yeah, very um, important. Fibre. Yeah. You know, even just maybe adding a bit of psyllium or something like that just to try to... Yeah. uh, Again, fruit, vegetables. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, I think if you're taking a really rubbish iron supplement you're going to be constipated so you know if you take a good iron supplement the constipation side effects are usually fairly manageable like that you know might make you a a little bit like slightly more tendency but but not nearly as as bad Mm. um and again like maybe a probiotic with the right strains can sort of help with that too yeah um but yeah look i think at the end of the day we also want to bring this podcast back to jess's story and that yeah um pcos is not an infertility sentence absolutely not and
1: not nothing is like with hormones and things like that there is a light at the end of the tunnel if you do the work and what's needed like um, yeah, it's. I hope that my story inspires you guys that, you know, there is hope and that you're also not alone because a lot of the times out my journey, I thought I was very alone like, oh my God, no one else is going through this. But, like, yeah, to come out the other side was such an awesome. Um, conclusion with falling pregnant naturally after I thought I would have to go through IVF. I'd be forty with no kids. Like it's just really cool. And this was all through nutrition. Yeah, nutrition and just personal development.
0: Yeah, and you're still, you know, you've still seen your GP and everything. Yeah, right. along He's the like, way. Well, yeah, that's right. You're a low risk pregnancy now, yeah. and you know we can talk about um, probably come back to your journey and you know towards the end of your yeah, trimester and see whatnot. What but, you know, that's really what um, what we wanted to get across. Like, um, great, great result for Jess. Yeah. Um, very possible for anybody with PCOS or endo, um, you know, even though it is a bit of a journey. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just drawing attention to um, some of the nutritional considerations in one of the most probably you know important stages of life mm. arguably yeah. yeah so remember that what you do during pregnancy is setting your child up yes for life. exactly yeah. yeah all right guys so just recapping on our five core values here at the nourished wrap um we want you know we want you to move every day in an enjoyable way um eat whole foods most of the time um i hope you get lots of good sleep um that you're able to switch off even if it's just for a few minutes every day. And at the end of the day, you need to tune into your own body. You live there. Nobody knows it better than you. Yeah. So thanks again for joining us, guys. See you in a fortnight um, when we return with episode number eight. Eight. Bye, guys. Bye.